Welcome to the Assemblée Dance Studio podcast, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in growing and running your dance studio. I'm your host, Claire O'Shea, and I'm a dance studio owner and business coach, helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business, and become the go-to dance studio in your area. Want to grab a free copy of my Dance Studio Growth Marketing eBook? Sign up for a free copy today of the ebook 97 Simple Strategies to Grow Your Dance Studio by going to assemblédancestudiocoaching.com forward slash marketing ebook. Now sit back, relax and enjoy the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of my episodes released weekly. Hi guys, it's Claire O'Shea here and welcome back to another episode of the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to reduce concert stress during this busy recital end of year time. So in Australia, that is generally the second half of the year leading into November, December. And then in other places around the world, obviously that is sort of your the mid-year. So in from May, June, July, time, um, just depending on how you structure your year. So so if you are in the Northern Hemisphere, this might not be relevant for you right this very minute, but it might be something to kind of keep in mind as you move into this season of your studio. And then for my lovely Southern Hemisphere dance studio owners, or sometimes not, sometimes we do have people in Australia and New Zealand and stuff that have their, hot, their concerts mid-year. So depending on how you structure your year, this is going to be relevant for you whenever you run a concert. So we're going to be touching on systems, team members, how to find the right vendors, um, allowing extra time and budget, as well as our ever important and magical go-to guide and how that can help you. And then overall, we're going to be touching on this period and how we can use it as a way to like advertise and to retain students as we lead into a new year. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, stay tuned for today's episode. So let's reduce concert stress. For some people, this is literally the worst time of the year because they're just so, so stressed with all of the things that they have to do in such a limited time. And the thing I always come back to is systems. So if you have the correct systems and processes in place, you really don't need to worry so much about what you're forgetting anymore and you can start to run ahead of schedule and you just feel better knowing that things are more organized. So, you know, you could either do that through something like Trello. You might have an amazing planner. We now use something called ClickUp, which mm, I sort of have a love-hate relationship with ClickUp. Mm -hmm. Mm, Anyway, but... That's life. Um, but systems and processes are really good to be able to delegate to team members. So uh, wonderful Mariah is here with us on today's episode again. And so she'll be piping in with any ideas that she has or any questions that maybe the listeners would be thinking of yeah. when I'm talking. So in regards to systems and processes, how does it help you as a team member? If you're like coming in new potentially or you've done it year after year, what do you find it to be – where or how do you find it helpful? Um, as a teacher or do you mean as – As admin or even as a teacher? Yeah. yeah. Well, I in think, concert season. I think having the like admin team or anyone being super organised and having those processes is just so helpful because y- you just – you don't have to ask – questions Mm. it's just there and you can literally go back to if you have it in a go-to guide or you have it in I don't know some sort of Facebook group or something Mm. all the information I can just go there and find it and that's it 
Yeah, you no, know, not it's not. I'm not, not searching for the answer yeah. for five years and <laughs> <laughs> having to disturb, you know, you or, you know, it's just easier when it's all laid out and very organized is so so helpful. Yeah, so a system or a process basically is just a step by step mm-hmm. of how to finish that task. Yeah, and so as a studio owner, you would have probably done it a hundred million times and might have been in your head. And so getting it down on paper or onto, I do think digital is best mm-hmm. because it's just somewhere everyone can access. Whether it be a Google Doc is yeah. probably the simplest form. Uh, that is the best way to do it. So mm-hmm. if you don't have a team, now is probably the best time to start this going. So you know, writing all this down as you're going, so you have that there to refer back to in the future if you do have a team and you're just not sure where to start you could delegate some of this to someone else if it's not something that you feel really good at or something that you feel passionate about or want to do there might be someone who is really into it that's Mm. part of your team that could start doing that or refreshing some of the ones you already have so that's the first step and I already started mentioning team members but that is my next main point is to delegate if you have the funds and if you have the people there. So whether that be uh, admin team that already work with you or for you or whether you have a teacher that you think might have a uh, capability that potentially you haven't talked about before that they might essentially get a bit of a promotion to be able to help you on the back end. That's sort of how all of my admin team started working with me. Mm. And what would you say about that, Mariah? Is there any any particular person that you would think would be good to kind of promote or get in first? Um, uh, maybe someone it, who was on the like performance, if you had a performance team. So I guess we're trying to keep it concert based. Yeah, but the person running that, maybe they're able to help with oh, the concert because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're already used to performances mm. and that sort of side of things. Yep. They could be, um, yeah, helpful on the day. Anyone that sort of – well, I mean, I, I suppose as a dance teacher, you, you're someone that is a leader mm. and is, you know, in charge of children and, you know, like strategies to – work with children Mm. I suppose so um you know the dressing rooms Mm, just someone to take a little bit of leadership and in Mm. charge of that um yeah I think uh, yeah I think just dance teachers in general are pretty have that skill (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I think as well when you look at your team there will be someone that you know is always organized is like the person at the meetings with the notebook (laughs) asking the questions yes those are the people that are probably going to be more um able to jump in probably faster yeah yeah everyone's capable yeah Uh, if you don't have that and you're not interested there might be someone local or um virtual that you might be able to you know hire per hour just to take a bit of stress off you maybe they come with the venue oh maybe you know yeah like a organizing yeah like a coordinator on the day coordinator or yeah oh whoops hit the mic (laughs) (laughs) um yes but I guess with that that would be very specific to like venue management which is still good um but that does lead perfectly into my next point which is finding the right vendors because yes you know we need you know costumes and we need a place to do our performance but sometimes there is people who run these venues and stuff that are just not easy to deal Mm -hmm. with and you spend so much of your time going backwards and forwards 
either like, complaining is not even the right word because you're not complaining if there's something wrong and you've paid for a service. Mm. But that's what you feel like you're doing. It's like it's you're not getting you're anywhere. Them. Oh my gosh! And I've felt that in the past, and it's really clear to me now that we have a different venue. Um, that, sh- that that shouldn't have been the case. No, and it was just the yeah. yeah yeah just the professionalism. And I know um, sometimes people just don't have any other choice because there might yeah. be one venue in their town or their county or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if possible, if if you feel like it's not working for you in a particular way, maybe try and do some more research. Think outside the box. Could you hire a school? Could you bring in? like set up rigging in a ballroom at a hotel or something. Just, you know, you could make it work in a different way if the people aren't the right fit. Mm -hmm. And that goes the same for the costume. Sometimes, and I was talking about this year, sometimes I feel like I'm, when I'm ordering costumes, I'm like, oh, like pretty please. Like may I have a batch of your costumes? And it's like, well, actually, like that's their business. I'm the, yeah, that's their business. I'm a customer. I don't expect anyone to roll out a red carpet, but like a bit of, <laughs> you know, a bit of phone call here and there just to sort of confirm. Uh, yeah, and, and rather customer service. Just follow up on the email replies would be lovely. Mm. Um, so things like that really help reduce stress. People yeah. who working with efficient people, basically. Yeah. Um, which is great. And then again, in terms of costumes, where possible, I think. The main way you can reduce stress is by allowing extra budget and time for costumes and alterations. So whether that be when you're ordering, uh, reflect on the year before and figure out when your cutoff date was and try and do it a couple of weeks earlier. Or if, if you know last year that there was quite a few alterations that need to be done, you need to sort of keep that in mind for your budget. So always either, I guess... Um, I don't order an extra costumes. I know yeah. some people who order extra costumes per every group, which is eating into your budget. Yeah. So if you do that, make sure that you split that cost amongst that group so you're not out of pocket yeah. unless you have an incredible return system mm. that you can use. And then if that's the case, put it in your to-do list to return because they'll just be stored away upstairs, upstairs in your office in <laughs> the way for years to come. Four years to come because you're not going to throw them out. No. Because they're good. You paid for them. You paid for them. <laughs> but they don't match and no. you're never going to probably use them again. No. So that doesn't make sense. I mean, maybe at the winter camp. Oh, maybe at the winter <laughs> camp. Um, so that's a really important thing to keep in mind in regards to your budget. And I don't know. Yeah, just honestly, I guess, well, my other point would be if you can't delegate costumes to someone else, because I know that would just reduce a whole lot of stress for me. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. And I just think, I feel like maybe sometimes you forget year to year how much of a big job that oh, it actually is. I do. I forget. I think it's like when you give birth, you just like block it out. Yeah. It's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And then it comes again yeah, and you're and like, you're like sh- shivers. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, like cute, sparkly. And yeah. then that, you get over that in approximately yes. two hours. Yeah. And then you're just sitting in the back end of being like, ah, yes. I need a child medium. And then that you find a perfect costume for the dance oh, and then beautiful. there's one no size that, that, that they don't have and you're like, great. Or you just have like a tricky group where there's a bunch of yeah. size sixes and then a few adult larges and yeah. you're just like, it's just tricky. Yes. So, yes, that would be, I know it sounds obvious, like do it earlier, like obviously Claire but it is really helpful and in terms of listening to last week's episode including this in your calendar yeah setting up yourself a reminder to start so you don't forget yeah 
I always have like these markers of when I know I need to be done by, but it would be when to start. When to start is a better. Yes. A better. And you know what? I do have our concert systems and processes set up that way when to start. Um, But there's like a couple of things that normally just I do. I sort of know like, oh, I should be done by Mm. week eight of term. Yes. Um, Which is not, which is helpful. But when it's week eight of term and you've still got a bunch to do, Mm -hmm. you're just like, oh, that's not, that's not, that's not it. So lastly, well, actually second to last to reduce concert stress is to create a guide or a go-to book. We call it our go-to guide. And it's literally the guide that you should go to for any questions that you have about the concert. And I literally mean any questions. So we spend forever creating this document because we try and split it up to make it as relevant as possible for each individual location or family because we don't want them to have to sift through, you know, 60, 70 pages. Um, But there is a little, sometimes there is quite a few pages, but we, again, have a very clear index at the front for people to be able to... Just click to the one they need. Yes. And on Google Docs, it's literally interactive. So if you share the link and if they click on that index page, it will jump to the correct page, Mm -hmm. which is really handy. Um, So it is our go-to guide and that includes ticket info, uh, costume information, rehearsal times, um, photo prices, video yes, prices, yes. when and how to order those. Uh, Did we say FAQs, frequently asked questions? We didn't. But we okay, sh- frequently asked questions. And we add to that every year. So if there's like a question that we haven't had before, we're just going to add it straight there because, I mean, usually there's not. Usually they're always the same question. But I guess... I also have had a look at our FAQs and I'm like, some of them are so niche that I was like, that's not frequently asked. (laughs) So I just got rid of a few and tidied them up because there's always going to be some person who asks them, most bizarre question. question, which is fine because it's not yeah. frequently asked. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think a frequently asked questions. And as well, even if they don't take the time to go to that page, it helps you or mm-hmm. your admin person or your office manager copy and paste yes. into an email anyway. So it's yeah. kind of creating a template for them. Yeah, and there's like a hair and makeup tutorial. Mm. Just anything you could possibly think of for the concert is in there and it helps not only the parents but also the teachers if, like, I'm sure they, they can download a copy because they're in all mm. the chats and everything like that. But just sometimes it just helps the running orders in there. Mm. Like, just literally everything is in the go-to guide and that's why we call it the go-to guide. We Yeah, we call yeah. it the go-to guide and we now – we used to sort of have, like, a PDF version and we had to load it to the website because it was so big we couldn't email mm-hmm. it. When now we just have it all – as a Google Doc, and then we share that obviously the uneditable link yeah. with the parents and families. Yeah. And what's great about that is that if they find the link from three months earlier and we've made changes, it just shows them the up-to-date info. So yeah. they're not accidentally downloading an old no. info pack. Um, She's always updated. Oh. Working document. Yeah, it's a working document. We can yeah. make changes literally within a second. Yeah. Um, so that's really, really helpful. And something that we've done for years and years has – we have the bones of it and we it, it sometimes it feels like it's a little too big and I've tried to kind of refine a little um but it's just it's a really amazing thing and we always encourage um our clients and then we do that as uh, here as well we edit our email signature or an auto reply that includes a link so it mm-hmm. might be like you know thank you so much for your email you know we get back to emails every uh, within 24 hours between Monday to Friday um 
you know, if you you have a important or urgent question about Consit, here's the link to the go to guide. You can check here first, and we always still get back to their inquiry because um, I think that's an important part of customer service. But mm-hmm. we do want to try and encourage and remind people that a lot of the uh, questions can be answered in the go to guide. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that's really helpful. And then we share that all over socials mm-hmm. to try and remind the kids as well, like, hey, go here. Yeah. Um, lastly. This whole process and this whole concert time, even though it can be stressful, if it is done in a really awesome way, it's a huge, huge re-enrollment retention strategy as well as a really exciting way to lead into the end of the year to get the kids really pumped and energised about what you do at your studio so they want to come back Mm -hmm. for the next year. You know, not that they would see it in, you know, the behind the scenes and stuff, but if it's really draining you day to day and then you're sort of taking that energy into the studio, into the class, it probably is noticeable. So just something to keep in mind about how you can reduce concert stress to, to improve your you know, like yeah. life, really. Yeah. Like a, from a, like a parent's perspe- perspective, like if it was run really well, mm. it was well organised, the kids had a, an amazing time, like there's literally no reason for them to go, oh, I didn't like that concert experience, like we mm. probably won't do mm. that again. Yeah. Or, you know, everything was just on point. Yeah, exactly. And obviously it's, you Things know, happen though. Yeah, things happen and you're not always going to be the right fit for every single person. Yeah. But I mean, in general, if you can make it a really exciting experience, it's a great way to use that as yeah, a to real build hype. To yeah. build hype, what's coming next, yep. concert theme for next year. People always want to yeah. know what's next. You know, in that in that um, end of concert speech, you know, Ooh. you really pull them in and mm. but don't say too much. <laughs> Just let them know that things are coming. <laughs> and go, they're always, always looking for something to They are. They're always about. talking about, oh, what is this? Yeah. And we've like, even in our guide, we've dropped like, oh, like a special guest yes. in the running order. And that's like, a thing that's been talked Everyone. about in oh. the studio. Yeah, who's this? And I'm like kind of concerned they think it's too exciting. I know. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Um, so that's a few things to keep in mind. So just to recap, we talked about systems and organising earlier, team members and delegating, finding the right vendors to just find the professional awesome ones, allowing an extra budget or time for costumes alterations and then creating your own version of the go-to guide or whatever you want to call it to help get the information out to parents without um, you having to kind of repeat yourself a hundred million thousand times. And then how that, when done right, is a really great ad for re-enrollment and a retention strategy for your next year. So thank you so much for joining us today. We had a really great time talking about concert. We are in the thick of it now, um, but again, very exciting Mm -hmm. and also strategizing and everything for next year. So next week, we are going to be touching on our onboarding system. So what uh, the steps that we take to onboard our new students at a new year or any time a new family joins our studio throughout the year, it might sound a little bit, uh, not dull, but like, you know, an extra thing that you've got to do. But I really, really, really have noticed such a significant um, change in the questions that people ask and how involved and how um, included they feel a part of the studio much faster since we've started this process. So that is going to be a really, really good one for you to listen to. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on social media. Our handles are all us at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. You can find us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, not TikTok, not 
um, Twitter. Not I am technically on yeah. LinkedIn, but I don't use it, yeah. so don't find me on there. Yeah, uh, and subscribe to the podcast, guys. Oh, please, weekly you know, content. Oh my god, could you leave us a review? That would be amazing. Yes. Oh, five stars. We'll feature you on our socials if you. Yes. A review. Maybe we should read a review next week. Yes, at the end. Or at the start. Or at the, whenever. Maybe in the middle. <laughs> Where's that sound effect? We can include that. We've got a high-tech new studio yeah. and we're just pressing the button. The power's going to our heads. <laughs> we're so excited. Okay, thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to chatting with you next week. So I hope you have a great week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Assemble Dance Studio Coaching Podcast with your host, me, Claire O'Shea. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it on your stories on Instagram and tag the show or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Assemble Dance Studio Coaching. Tune in next week for another episode all about helping you grow your dance studio simply and successfully so you can reach more students, grow your business and become the go-to dance studio in your area. See you then.